Our quote this week, we've been talking about money, so life is about making an impact, not making an income. We focus a lot more on, on the income than we do the, the impact, but, but as being Christians, we, we have to be more concerned about what we do, how it impacts others, because that determines if, if, if they'll be open to, to listen to Jesus or not. We actually not on four. We actually on forty five, but I'm gonna read forty three just cause Kayla don't like it. Yeah, that's that's she one. That's the only reason I'm gonna read that again. Uh, if she hadn't said anything, I probably wouldn't have started that. And then, but I do want to clean up a couple of things from from uh, from last week. We were talking about uh, we were talking about debt and 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 things like that. If you when 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 you when you Fall behind on 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 your payments, whether it be no matter what it is, it don't matter. Our tendency is is to ignore it, and 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 from the business standpoint, looking at that person that owes money, that's the worst thing you you can do. You know, we should call those people and say, "Hey, I'm in a bind." I can't get it right now. I just want to let you know I'm going to take care of this. And, and then just send what you can. If it's $5, $10, make some kind of, 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 of effort. But don't, don't run from them. Cause they, they don't want your stuff. They, they, they want the money and they willing to, to, to work, work with you. Uh, you know, it's better if it's a car loan or a house loan. Lots of times they'll, they'll roll a payment or two to the tail end and then catch you up on your payment. Uh, uh, that that kind of stuff. So so don't. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, pe- people do that. You know, they 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 want to run from it. They want to be mad at those people. But you know, we wasn't too mad at them when when they gave us whatever it is we asked them to give us at that payment rate. You know, we were happy. You know, and I see people all the time. You know, if they think the car is going to get repossessed or whatever, and they'll just trash it. You know, trying to do as much damage when it's their own fault. It's not the people that that loaned the money or sold them the car. Uh, you know, so, so, so don't, don't do that. Run, talk to them, you know, and they go, and it depends on, you know, if it gets turned over to a collection agency, their job is to talk ugly to you, to make you feel guilty, you know, to get you to commit to something, but, but, but no matter how they talk to you, you can't commit to something you can't do. You know, they, they'll try to restructure it, redo it, but, but you can never commit to something that you can't do, and they'll try to put pressure on, on you in, in, in that way. So don't, don't, don't do them. You know, just pay, pay what you can. Keep a good attitude about it and it, it will go away. Things will change. It will all work itself out. Or we think we won't when we're in it, but, but it, it will work itself out. And, and down the road, you, you'll, you'll be a better person for it. So, so anyway. <clears throat> all right. Page 43. God has placed someone has placed something in God has placed something you need inside of someone you don't like. Can you quote that? <laughs> We're gonna go over it every Sunday till you till, till you quote it. <laughs> All right, page page forty five. We we talked about problem solving. Uh, last week, you know, and, and, uh, and then we ended with this statement on the, on, on the middle of 45. It says, 
Show me a person who refuses to solve problems, and I'll show you a person with no hope for lasting financial prosperity. And we have those in societies. You know, they're there. We talked about, you know, last week, you know, that we're going to have somebody that's satisfied with every wrong of life, you know. But now let's talk about what is a boss. And we're going to get to this next page, and we're going to dig into the word a little bit. Many view their bosses as the most frustrating relationship necessity in their life. In the working world, the average person views their employer as an individual who makes their life harder, restricts their free time, or is critical of their contributions. Why do we think that about our employer? Some of them are. Huh? Some of <laughs> I'm setting you up because I'm going to say something that, 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 that maybe you have thought about, maybe you hadn't thought about. Nobody's making you work there. That's true. Nobody makes you work there. But 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 from a Christian standpoint, the other side of that is this: you agreed to work for whatever he's paying you when you took that job, so you don't have a right to go around moaning and complaining about it. You agreed to that, and you agreed I'll take this pay, and I'll do this work. See, so so it's it, the same thing with getting behind on our notes. Uh, you know, we we look at it from the wrong transcript. You know, when when you borrowed that money, you know you didn't think that fellow was such a bad person. You know, I, the Bible says we should pray for our employer because what happens if your employer don't prosper? You don't prosper. That's why I can't get this about this new thing in the United States that business are not supposed to make a profit. What do they get? What do they get that at? If the business don't make a profit, nobody works. You out of business, uh, you know. And I, I don't know where they get this kind of economic outlook. But the Bible says we're supposed to pray for that boss, you know. And if you don't like your job, move on, you know. But but don't do, don't fall into the trap. Of, of, of being backstabbing, backbiting, moaning, and groaning because that hinders your faith and what, what, what you're trying to work out in your own life, see? Because we reap those seeds that we sow, see? So whatever it is, if you don't like it, get out of it, but don't be the one to criticize and gang up on, on the boss because those rewards are not what you're trying to reap, see? And whatever we, we sow, we, we're gonna reap that in the, Sometimes people are just deflecting what they know that they, they're performing suboptimal, or they, even just making money. <coughs> they they know that they're waiting for punishment instead of correcting themselves and making it known and moving mm-hmm. forward. It's like a just a horse, you know. That's mm-hmm. great. You can train one and teach him under a whole lot of pressure, or you can train one and. You know, when they make a mistake, just be gentler with them. The horse will, you know, by his own nature, want to listen and bond with you. Same people, same mm-hmm. with humans. If, if the house just depend on the uh, situation, you know, we, we, I guess we were raised that, you know, we're getting in trouble. We don't want to tell them this type of thing. That's right. And, That's right. But, but I don't want to die the fact now, there are some bad bosses out there. I'm, okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that every boss is, 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 is a great guy. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. There, there are some bad bosses. Out, out there, and, and I've, in my time in it, I've, I've been called a SOB, I've been called some, i tell you something funny. Uh, maybe I need to, I won't turn it off. I'll just let it go today. 
I, I, I fired this lady one time. And so it's a Saturday morning. And there's a knock on my door. And it's this woman's husband. Oh. He wants to fight because I fired his wife. I, I t- and this, I tell you, was even funnier than that. And, and so I begins to tell him why his wife got fired. He went home, whooped her tail, and sent her back to work Monday morning. <laughs> After that, she was a model employee. I didn't have any more issues out of it. But anyway, my, I told you about Mr. Ronnie Watford. I, he was a plant manager in the beginning. I was assistant plant manager. So we got called up. In, 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 you don't know where Van Houston building is. You come in, you know, you come into those glass doors there and what we call the headquarters part. That's the lobby. So anyway, the call has come to the lobby. And there's a little interview room beside the lobby. So, uh, and it had a table in it. And I got smart after this. When me and Miss Wolf walked in, we went to the, the table was sitting like, the door is here, the table is here. We went and we sat on this side of the table in the corner. So when the, when the guy walked in, he's between us and the door. That, that, that ain't the smartest thing you could do in there. But man, he, he was a big old guy. Man, he was mad. He come in that first thing he done was he, Throw the chair down, and he was mad. And I looked over at, at Ronnie. I, I called. I called him Ronnie. His face was just white. He was just. He had lost all of, of, of his blood, you know. And it, it was funny. He calmed down, and because they called the police, for it all got crazy. But, but you know, people only know what they're told. They only know what what they've been told about what was going on. But but you'll get if you're a boss, you may you'll cross some of that sometime, especially today's. Today's environment, you had to worry about getting shot. We didn't have to worry about that much then. You know, you might get whooped, but you didn't get you didn't get shot. <laughs> and I've been on both sides of that. I've done some whooping, and I got whooped many times. Anybody ever been in a few tussles? Have been the same thing. <clears throat> All right. So now I want to say a couple things. You know, sometimes your boss acts like he does. Because he's got a, and think about this with the Lord. The boss has a wide view of, of, of what the total need for the company is. See? And whatever your job is, most of the time we got this view of, of, of what we're doing and how things are, are uncomfortable for us or how he made this decision that affected us. But, but, but we don't really know why he made that decision based on what the the company or the operation needs to get a, to get accomplished. You know, you got you got to see things on a wider view. And if you have issues, talk to the man, talk to the woman. Say, okay, look, you did this and it's causing this. Now, why why did you make that choice? You know, and and, and try to work it out. But you got to remember, he's responsible for the profitability of the whole thing. See, so he has to make moves sometimes that are not that are not popular. Uh, and I'm not taking away from 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 from, from bad bosses either. Uh, because there's some out there that just get a little authority and they don't know what to do with it except make people miserable with it. They, they're, they're out there too. All right. The uncommon financial champion views their present employer as God's gift to them for their future prosperity. Remember, every good gift comes from God, but through people. So say, you should pray for your boss. Pray for your company. Pray for the profitability of your, your company. God has placed your boss in your life as a divine assignment. Your willingness to serve 
impress and problem solve for your boss is directly proportionate to God's willingness and ability to promote you. Okay? That's what I want to kind of get to this morning, this next section. The secret of Joseph. Joseph was one of the greatest problem solvers in history. The Bible says he found himself in prison on more than one occasion due to false accusations. If anyone had the right to be bitter and expect others to serve him, it was Joseph. The second time Joseph was placed in prison, it was because he was falsely accused of raping his boss's wife. Yet even in prison, he become a master problem solver. Now, we'll talk about this a, a, a little little more. Um, but 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 what? And you need to read the story of Joseph, and you need to read the story of Abraham. Abraham is the only person in the Bible that it took twelve chapters to cover. You ever notice that he is the longest running person in the Bible <clears throat> because of all the things God promised him, and in the Bible it's showing you those things happen happen to him. But what caused caused Joseph? To be so successful at everything, no, no matter how the cars turned, he'd come right back up. Y'all, y'all know, y'all just not thinking about it. it's the blessing, the blessing of the Lord caused him always to come to the top. Now, I want to ask you another question: Why was it legal for the children of Israel to leave Egypt with everything? They left with all the food, with all the animals. All the gold, all the silver. They pillaged Egypt. When they left, Egypt was, was, was just pillaged. When they left, and the Egyptians let them walk out with it. You thought they just let them go with it in there. You ever thought about that? It all belonged to Joseph. It was Joseph's stuff, not Egypt's stuff. Why? God showed Joseph how to handle the seven years of famine. It says, you read the Bible, in the seven years of good times, Joseph stored everything up. In the seven years of bad time, first Joseph traded grain for money. And then if you read the story, it says, then there was no more money. So what does that mean? It says there's no more money. I mean, Joseph got all the money, right? There's no more money. Then he began to trade the grain for the animals until there were no more animals. So now he, he's got all the gold, all the money. So then the people begin to trade land until there was no more land. Read the story. So now Joseph, in less than seven years, has got all the money, all the animals, all the land. So now they had nothing else. They begin to sell themselves to Joseph into slavery. So now Joseph ends up on all the gold, all the animals, all the land, and all the people. And that's when the strife became between him and Pharaoh. It says, if you read the story, that Pharaoh's face turned against them, and eventually after Joseph died, he made them slaves. For 400 years, they were slaves, see? But when they got ready to leave, see, God always gives you what truly belongs to you. Everything that the devil has stole from you, God has a plan for you to get all that back. All that unhappiness, all that frustration, all, all, all that money that's been lost, whatever it is. See, the Bible says that Satan owes you that back seven times. Whatever it is. It, it, it would pay you to sit down and, and make a list of what, the, what, what 
you can say the world, the devil, saying what he wants to, has stole from you, see. You're owed that back, see. And that's part of your prosperity. So, so when Joseph got ready to leave, see, that's why they were able to take all that with them because it belonged to Joseph. It didn't really belong to, to, to Pharaoh. See, and that's a mirror image of, 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 of us, see. All that stuff that, 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 that Satan has, it don't belong to Satan. It belongs to me and you. See, it's, it's, you can you see this, the, 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 the shadow here of what he's saying, see? So we, we're supposed now in the name of Jesus be able to pillage uh, Satan and all that stuff he's took from us and, and get it back. The Bible says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, we as the church have really missed opportunity because we thought poverty was a blessing, that it kept you humble. Uh, instead of really knowing what the Word says. See, <clears throat> all the stuff in the earth has to come about. We have to have the internet. We have to have all of this stuff for, 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 for the prophecy to be fulfilled. You know, you can't see the, uh, the Antichrist standing in the temple. It says everybody's gonna see him at one time. At the same, everybody across the world. Well, we have to have this technology stuff to do it, right? But, those ideas were first presented to Christian people and we blowed them off and that's how it ended up in the hands of the sinner. See, that's how Google and, and Prime and Delta Airlines and all this stuff ended up in those hands because it had, but by, by spiritual law, it has to be presented to us first. And then we blow it off and don't pursue it, but it's got to be brought into the world for, for, for God's total plan, see? See? So, so, so don't think about, you got to think about those things, uh, as you go through life. He has created each one of us to, to do something unique and something, something special, see? That, that nobody else can, can do but you, see? And, and, and I, I reckon I will get ahead of myself here. No, I want I wait till we get over there. I, I want to tell you about, about the, uh, Stationary satellite, you know, but we'll wait till we get over there. So anyway, you got to remember that, that, that wealth, and you need to, you need to, every so often, you need to review that and say, hey, this belongs to me. I'm taking it back and, and start laying claim to it. And then you'll be surprised at, at, at the doors that are open, the things that'll begin to change in your life and, and, and begin in that transition will, will begin, see, in the, because we, before I tell you this, before Jesus comes back, we got to have this transfer. If not, then 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 the Bible's not so. This wealth transfer has to happen before Jesus comes. Now the question is, are me and you gonna do gonna gonna be part of it, or are we gonna let everybody else do it? But somebody, some sets of people are gonna start that end time harvest of the wine because we need the finances to bring in the end time. There's still lots of things that haven't been done that's going to be, be very in billions and billions of dollars. Well, it's going to take all of us either contributing a little or a lot to bring that to pass. See? So all, all, all that has to come 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 to prefer, prefer, fruition. Did I say that right? Yeah, say that word, Colleen. You know all them big words. Okay. <clears throat> but think about this too. And... and I don't want to get too much on my on my Sunday morning message, but we as faith people think we should not have problems. You know, I live by faith. I'm 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 not, but but that's not scriptural at all. You know, God never promised that you wouldn't have a mountain, 
But He did promise you that you could move that mountain. See? They're going to be, in this world, you will have tribulation. That's what the Bible says. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've already overcome it for you. You just need to follow my pattern. So don't think, you know, and, and I said to say this, you know, without, without Joseph going to prison, he doesn't meet the cupbearer. And the cupbearer was the most instrumental person in Joseph's life that got him to prime minister. See, the cupbearer, you know, Pharaoh had that dream about the, about the, you know, the cows eating the cows, etc., etc., see. And the cupbearer said, hey, I know a man in prison that can tell you what that means. See? So, so, so without getting there and making that contact, then he don't have the contact to become. See, he went from prison to prime minister in less than 24 hours. See? That's a pretty quick incline, you know. Okay, but how do you explain to people that God didn't put him there? You, you, God didn't you, put you him can't. in prison, but he used him in prison yeah. to get to where he needed him to be. How do you explain that to people that don't understand the word? You can't. I mean, not in a short conversation. I mean, it right. takes teaching and, 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 and time. You, know, you, just, you just can't because people have been brought up and been taught, you know, you never know what God's going to do. He heals some. He don't heal some. He blesses some. He don't bless some. Well, that would make God a respecter of persons. He says He's no respecter of persons. So He can't. That can't be so if you know what the Bible says. See, and then, so so you have to. But don't be. Don't don't frown. You know, it, it, Paul talks a lot about it too. You know, don't be disheartened about your present circumstances because they they're temporal. See, they're gonna pass. It's gonna change. You know, but don't, don't, because you don't, because what? Satan's whole job is to discourage you and me and, and, and make us think this don't mean anything. See, that's where all the problems come from, is him trying to discourage you and say, well, I was better off a sinner than I am a Christian, and then go back to your old lifestyle, see? That, that, that's what the, the, the problems and the tribulations are, are, are about, see? Anybody else on that? But as far as people believing that, you know, and, and, and I'll say this, try to move on. I have a real difficult time when I go to visitations and funerals. I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I thought I used to, you know, but I can't, you know, we go in and we want, we, we want some way to condole that person. But how, how do you do it in faith? You know, when you got all the people come by, oh, God just needed another angel. You know, I don't understand it, you know, but, but God had a reason for doing that. You can't combat, come, combat that with a two second passing through a, through a line. You know? It, it, so, I, I, I'm not a good talker anyway when it comes to that kind of stuff. You, you put me in a crowd of people I don't know, I, I just get in the corner and shut up because I, I don't got nothing to say. Um, you know? So, so, you know, but, but it's, it's hard when you try, when you try to live by faith. To, you know, I know there is a reason for what happened, but it could be just as self-inflicted as it as it was not, you know. But 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 I know <clears throat> that that death was not God induced because His Word says He can't do that. <coughs> See, so it had to be attack of the sake of Satan. It had to be something that person did. All that instigated that, for, and we will never know. A lot of times, till we get to heaven, why that happened to that person like that, you know. But you always have to remember it was. It, it cannot be God induced because He promised every one of us 120 years. 
Now, if we decide to believe that and live that, that's one thing. If we don't, we free moral agents. We can choose not to and not make that life expectancy. See? Isn't there? I know someone has a hard time with that, you know, how to death in the family. And they said that they always, if I ever try to, Remind them, you know, God didn't cause it. Then they're always like, "Well, why didn't He save them?" I don't. But, but, but there's there's no earthly answer to those questions. Mm-hmm. You I know? was having a discussion like that kind of with my wife a while back. You know, I was like, every time that I get in a point in my life where I start feeling like I haven't accomplished anything or I don't know why God's doing this or I don't know why God's doing that or why things happen I just take a look back in my life and I look at all the different situations that if I had made this choice here situation would have been different if I had made this choice here situation would have been different I can see a pattern of why I made certain choices God presented certain things in my life and it's put me in the path of others. That's right. And so, because of that, um, you know, that's what gives me solace. There's always a plan. You that's know, right. God so, you're exactly right. We're some to- we free moral agents. We are some total of the choices we made or did not make in our life. That's what got us where where we are. And it's very hard uh, for people to take responsibility for that. When, when I'm in trouble, I want to blame it on somebody else or, or something else caused this instead of taking ownership of it. You know, and, and let's just take my, my personal life. My, my brother got killed when he was 16, you know. And and, and even now, you you, I, you still hear this stuff. My brother was... And this really left a mark on my life. I reckon that's what eventually, years, years, years later, brought me back around. I always knew my brother was a Christian boy. If that had been me and not him, I'd have been in hell. But, 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 but God didn't choose him over me. That's not what I'm trying to say. But he was a Christian boy, so, 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 people say, well, so people say, well, why did God kill him? But God didn't kill him. I think, I think about this. Alright. He's going down the road. He's behind the 18 wheeler. They're both going faster than they're supposed to be. He's on a road that goes like this. It's Highway 82 from Montgomery to Selma. You've traveled it many, many times. It used to be a two-lane. All right? It goes like that. All right? He's behind that truck. So close that he can't see anything. So he wants to pass this truck because he's impatient. So he eases out over the other line to see if he can go. And that other 18-wheeler was just like that. He went right up under that trailer between the rig and the trailer and then back tires run over here a little old Vega. I don't know what a little old Vega station wagon is. You run over the top of that thing and it took this post right here is what killed him. You got your windshield here, you got your first window here. Broke that post off and drove him back into the to the seat in there. Alright. So now whose fault is that? It don't matter that he's sixteen, he made a bad choice. See, you can't, and it took me years to digest this and when I'm learning this kind of stuff that we're talking about to realize, you know, he's a free moral agent. He didn't do it intentionally. He wasn't trying to cause a wreck. He, you know, none of that stuff. But, but what's the first thing you learn in driver's ed? You don't pass on a double yellow line. Or you don't pass if you can't see. See? So when you violate those things, they have an effect. See? And that's what happened to my brother, it wasn't God, it wasn't the devil. It was, and it's hard, it's hard to take it like this. But it was his decision. 
He made that conscious decision that I'm too impatient, and all 16 year olds are. I'm not saying he's different than anybody else. You know, I'd have probably done the same thing. Uh, you know, but anyway, he, he made that choice. See, and that choice had, had repercussions. It cost him his life. You know, and, and, and if we could really analyze all of these things that we're talking about with these people, if we knew what really was going on behind the scenes, we could probably find those things in all of those events. See? In there. But, but then, but you can't carry guilt either. Uh, you know, cause, cause a lot of years I, 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 I like to got killed more, more than once. I was on, on the motorcycle one day and we called them crash bars back then. But you know, you got the motorcycle and you got the, the bars that come out to the side. You got a little footstep and you know, you fancy you ride with your feet up on, on them things, right? Well, I'm coming back from work on Saturday morning from Troy in there. And it, and I was smart enough then to know that all mirrors got a blind spot. You know? Uh, we found out last week with, with our buses, you can hide a whole bus in that little old blind spot that you can't see, you know. So anyway, we're getting out almost, you know, you know where the red light is the hardest on 231 in Brundage. Uh, it was not a red light. <coughs> Back then, you just, you know, you just turn. So I'm coming down. I'm on this side of the road, you know, on the far far lane. And so I'm fixing to move over and where I can get up and turn. And when I moved over, this van came beside me. And my crash bar went between his back tire and his fender. I'm stuck up in there in his fender. In there. You know, and going down the road 60 miles an hour, I'm stuck up in there. In there. Well, I'm 15. I ain't got good sense either. So what do I do? I snatch it off of there. And man, that thing goes, feeling, and, and, and Chris know what I'm talking about. I'm all over the place. But man, it ended up, I didn't wreck. The man stopped. I ain't have never been talked to that ugly in my life. He was he was as scared as I was. I didn't see him, but he thought I'm just a young boy. I just you know got up you know about paying attention, but that wasn't the wasn't the case in there. But I mean, and then you look at those kind of things, and then you look at your brother. What's the? I made a bad choice. If 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 I come off of that motorcycle, it's chances are it's it's not going to be good at that rate of speed. Hung up on the side of that van. You know, but, but, but we can't, you know, as I learned, when I start learning these things about the grace of God, you can't, you can't compare things like that. You can't say, why, why, why did he do it and it didn't happen to me? We'll never know all that stuff. And he just drive ourselves crazy trying to, trying to figure it out, you know. And, and, and so just let it go till you get to heaven. You find out then and it all makes sense to us in there. But, but you see people all the time, especially parents, and that's really the root of, of my parents' divorce was 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 my brother. You know, the, the, they they both felt guilty. They both felt like they were the cause of it. Uh, you know, and and nobody didn't know any different then. Uh, you know, uh, but if you look back, you know that it was it was neither one of their cause. You know, well you shouldn't have let him go. And my well we should have bought him a better car. But it wouldn't matter. He'd been on a on a big truck when you when you pull out like that. That wouldn't make that wouldn't have made any difference. The the vehicle. You know, and, and I didn't, I didn't learn this about that, that calamity, the two people in that relationship will have to make a choice. Is it going to pull us together or is it going to drive us apart? Every time there's a calamity, see, and, and everybody deals with grief their own way. My dad buried himself in work. He, 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 he just work, 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 you know, and my mom, I mean, for the first three years my brother died, every night she went and she would sit on that grave. We'd go find her two o'clock and my mama, you got to come home. 
and just just you know grief was just, and I'm gonna say how I would react. I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not judging. I'm just telling you all these things for, for you to get a, a scope of 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 you know of of, of life and, and and other people's stuff. You know, people grieve different. But but I did know years later after that. You know, you'll see it. Couples will have to make that choice in tragedy. Do they come together and fight as one, or do they both? Drift and 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 try to deal with grief as best they can. And the next thing they know, they don't even know each other anymore. See, so so you look at it, and if you deal with somebody in that situation, do your best to help them to say, hey, we got to do this. Y'all got to do this together, together, because because when you lose a part, you you you, you lose all that that family unit that that, that y'all had with, with that person that's no longer here. You 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 lose all that. See. And I know that's heavy, and I didn't mean to get into it, but I reckon we needed it, or it wouldn't have, wouldn't have come out. All right, anybody else on that? Tori, don't ask no more questions. <laughs> when you and Kayla this morning, I can't get going. Back to page 43. Yeah, yeah, back to page 43. <laughs> I think I'm going to give... Kobe, can you put forward page 43 up on the screen this morning? And let, this is a reminder... <laughs> Hey. All right, page 47. How much time we got, Mark? All right. Now, we're not going to go through all these problem-solving things. I, I don't want to say this critical, because you see it a lot with our elected people that have never had real jobs. Some of this stuff, you can tell he, he's, he's been a preacher his whole life and never never had a job. Because you're not going to go to your boss and ask him, can you be his number one problem solver? He's going to say, what about problem, problem solving that problem I hired you to solve first? That's what he's going to tell So, So I don't, I'm not trying to make light of it. So let's go on down to page six. Page, I mean, number six. Number five. So how much of your present time is spent in learning how to be a master problem solver? Number six. When presented with a problem, do you immediately blame others for it? Or see it as an opportunity to solve it and showcase your difference from others. Have you identified the major problems God has gifted you to solve? Now, this is what I tried to get ahead of myself self a while ago. You know, way back in the eighties, we had we had developed satellites a long time ago. We knew that technology. But they could not figure out how to make that satellite stay put, what we call stationary orbit. That it would be in the same place every time the earth come around that it could get that signal. They would put it up there and, it, it, and it, they, they couldn't make it stay. Alright? And and um, there, there's a guy named Harold Allen Rosen. They call him the father of the modern satellite. Now he was actually a KCM partner, Kenneth Copeland partner. Alright? And and back in this time they they used to have prayer groups they come together and and pray and so he had been praying in the spirit about this how, how, how do we make that thing stay put uh there's got to be a way because the stars stay put they in stationary orbit etc etc how do we do this so he's at a prayer group one night and they're praying and this guy comes to him and starts praying over him in this in the spirit and every once in a while he would say bird the bird the bird must fly and and it upset Mr. Harold because that's what they call the satellite. They, were, they called them birds. They didn't call them satellites. They called them birds. So he knew that that guy was praying 
about that. And, and through that, God gave him the knowledge and the calculations of how to make those thrusters and all make that thing stay in stationary orbit. See, and that's how that's how the that technology that we view today as as GPS and all these you know the Star Wars. It was then at Star Wars. You know, Reagan was trying to do Star Wars and, and all that. See, so so those inventions are here for us. See. And, and, and so that gave him so much credibility in NASA, you know, because he was the one that, that solved that problem. So all that information that we need in life is, is in the spirit. We just got to learn how to pray it out and get it translated into something that, 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 that we can use in there. So I just thought that, that was very interesting when I seen that. I, I, I first thought about, about him there. Right, page 48. The master solver. Here, now go, uh, I'll just give you these scriptures. We, we haven't got but a few minutes here. Um, Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3. And Genesis 22, 15 through 18. Now, remember, Abraham was chosen by God because he was a man that would teach his children. That, that's why God chose him, because Abraham would teach his children. So you got Abraham, you have Isaac... And then you got Joseph as one of those children, see, of, 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 of Jacob. Joseph is one of his children, see. So they taught the blessing. And these, these, these scriptures I gave you are what God first told Abraham he was going to do for him and how he was going to bless him. And that's what Joseph took. Joseph took these instructions that his father told him about Abraham, and that caused him to be an, uh, uh, successful in every situation he was he was in. But you think about God needed Joseph to get to Egypt because God knew many many years later of the famine that was coming. See, God needed to get Joseph there. Without Joseph, all Israel starves out, and that's Satan's plan. So you just look at Joseph's life through this, that, that from, from the time he was born, everybody tried to kill him. His brothers put him in that pit, and then, then they sold him, and, 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 you know, then, then the first guy was, was, was abusive to him, and all through time, the devil tried to, tried to kill Joseph until he got to his destiny that was, made him able to save Israel. And you think how many times he could have quit in that process. The same thing with you and I. God knows where we need to be at what time we need to be there because of whatever circumstance is going to be happening at that time period in our life or in somebody else's life. See? So so don't 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 look bad at, at when you have to deal with situations. I won't say go through them, but we don't have to go through them. We're supposed to go go over them. See, but so don't, don't always look at these issues as 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 a as a negative thing. Thing because you don't know the placement that you're trying to get into. See, that make that makes sense. And then, all right. If anything else, we'll close it up there. Um, last verses again. Um, the first was Genesis twelve two and three, mm-hmm. and Genesis twenty two fifteen through eighteen. And if you have time in your Bible reading, read the whole story of Abraham and then read the whole story of Joseph, and and you'll you'll, you'll see the the blessing in action.